This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. Welcome to Peak Northwest an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian, dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together, Jamie and I are taking you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations around the Northwest, talking about where to go, what to do, and what to see when you're there. Today, we're wandering into territory that I don't know a ton about. So I'm leaning on Jamie here. And the two folks we have here in the studio, we're talking about where to go soak in hot springs in Oregon. Personally, I'm a hot water fanatic, but I've only been to a few natural hot springs. I've done more hot tubs, but the springs are really something special. So to fill in the gaps today, we've brought in a pair of guests who know a little bit more about hot springs. We have from the newsroom, Molly Harbarger, our reporter covering homelessness in Portland. And joining her is her good friend, Dana Halfordy a photographer, musician, and hot spring aficionado. Molly, Dana, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. Before we get too deep here, I do think it's worth explaining to those listeners who don't know a lot about hot springs where these natural hot springs are in Oregon. And if you pull up a map, which I have I've made and we can throw online here for the show, there's a little group of hot springs in the Cascades, because in the Central Cascades, and there's also a bunch out in Southeast Oregon. Okay. And I feel like the ones in Southeast Oregon in the desert get a little bit um, overlooked when we talk about hot springs. And of course, soaking in the mountains and soaking in the desert can be pretty different experiences. So Dana, Molly, I mean, having done some of both of those experiences, what do you generally think about the hot spring scene here in Oregon? Well, usually hot springs are found kind of in more volcanic areas, and Oregon has a lot of those, which is fun. Um, It is true. The farther you get away from any metro area, the more uh, desolate and less frequented the hot springs will be, which is pretty fun. So I like getting out to the hot springs that nobody's at. So if you head towards the desert, you kind of in the Burns area, there's a few different hot springs Mm -hmm. you can soak in and then head south a little bit more towards like Summer Lake and the Playa and then further towards the Albert Desert. There's a handful of primitive hot springs you can get to as well. And of anyone I know, we just met minutes ago, but of anyone I know, you've got like the most hot springs cred. <laughs> Lay it on us here. I feel like I can't say that because when I go to hot springs, I meet people whose whole life are hot springs. <laughs> but I have, I don't know, the last seven or eight years made it a point to uh, visit a lot of hot springs as I'm traveling. And I think I've been to close to maybe 45 or 50 around wow. North America. That feels like you make your whole life hot springs. That's a lot of hot springs. <laughs> That's just because my whole life is a perpetual road trip, so I have more access. When Jamie and Jim invited me to be on this podcast today, they brought up hot springs, and I was like, I feel like I don't know anything about hot springs because I know someone who, every time they take a trip, 
tries to find hot springs on the way, goes out of the beaten path, is like looking at random old dudes' blogs to find good hot springs. <laughs> that's the way like any good adventure starts, yeah. right? So that's why I suggested having Dana come because she has the most hot takes about hot springs Whoa. of anyone oh. I know. Uh, okay, okay. Well, I do feel like it is a lot of random old dudes. Me and my friends <laughs> joke that most primitive hot springs have a hot spring troll and it's always some old dude who's there almost every day mm-hmm. and needs you to know he unofficially owns that hot spring but he also is the person sort of keeping it clean because hot springs can get pretty gnarly if you aren't yeah. like cleaning out the bacteria or the growth and the different things although that has become a problem in oregon jamie i think you've yeah. written about this and i've seen it happen umqua especially comes to mind where there was like a resident group of, you know, hippie types who were just taking up residence around the hot springs, trying to live that, like, natural outdoors life, but were, like, bleaching the tubs that people were soaking in, and it got so bad that they had to, like, close it down for a while. Yeah. The the headline for the story that I wrote about that back in January was Umpqua Hot Springs Plagued by Piles of Feces and, quote, Charles Manson Attitude. If that gives you any kind oh, of idea. God. And this isn't just Umqua. Over the years, the last 20 years or so, this has happened at those three big ones in the Cascades we talked about. Bagby, Umqua, and Cougar, also known as Terwilliger Hot Springs. Each of those had that same kind of issue with people coming in and basically trashing the place or partying or dogfighting or doing all Dog kinds of stuff. Dogfighting? Uh, so, so I've heard, yeah. My yeah. gosh. And the response from the Forest Service was to uh, implement a small fee, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's $3, $5, $6, something like that, and to prohibit camping at these. And that has supposedly, have most of these done the trick. I haven't been out to any of those three since those have been implemented. Molly, I think you went to at least one of them recently, right? Yeah, I've been to Bagby a couple times. When I first moved to Oregon, um, they had just privatized Bagby Hot Springs. It used to be publicly owned by the Forest Service, and it just got kind of out of control with partying and that kind of thing. And so they privatized it. And so the first time I went, we camped the night before, and then we went to the hot spring. And the camping experience was not super conducive for sleeping. There was still quite a bit of, you know, like partying and whatnot that goes along with that. But the hot spring experience at Bagby, you get a tub and you have to fill the tub with hot water. If it's working correctly, there's like a set of wooden pipes that direct the water into your tub and you can like turn a nozzle. If it's not working correctly, which is the second time I went to Bagby, you have to fill it up with buckets and then carry it and lift it over a railing and pour it into your tub. Yeah, so so Bagby, the last time I went, was not looking great. It's super high use because it's really close into Portland. It's outside of Estacada. And the hike up to it is pretty easy. So lots and lots of people go. You often have to wait for other groups to be done unless you want to share a tub with a bunch of random half-naked tourists. They do have a few private rooms, but those also kind of get grody because they aren't necessarily cleaned properly. And the piping has broken down quite considerably. You lose so much of that hot water, so you're like holding it under like sprays of hot water and you're trying to fill up the buckets (laughs) and then you have to form like a line with a bunch of strangers so everyone can get their tub filled so it's a lot more work than you might be hoping to put into your soaking luxury outdoors experience sounds like an athletic feat of sorts to soak Mm -hmm. 
I think it is important to talk about hot spring, like how to keep a hot spring nice. Don't eat food. Don't put your dog in a hot spring. Ooh. Like people do that, and it's just like don't do It's bad for your dog. It's really bad for the hot spring. This is like hot water that's untreated. Bacteria just loves to grow there. And so trying to, you know, keep your body as clean as I can beforehand, all that kind of stuff. Um, and if you get those really high-frequented areas, there's hot springs where hundreds of people will come through in a single day in high-trafficked areas sometimes. And you have to think about, well, how much fresh water is actually piping and flowing through there? And there's sort of a natural balance that has to be maintained for it to um, sustain a healthy like water cleanliness versus body ratio. We, we've talked a lot about the um, downsides to hot springs so far. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> That's those, true. Those, Unintentional. Those Unintentional. listening who maybe are thinking about, oh, I might want to check out a hot springs, maybe second, second thinking that now. But, of course, there's a reason why so many people are drawn to these. I'm curious, uh, Dana and Molly, as, as people who are drawn to these, what is it about soaking in a hot spring that makes, Dana, for example, you want to go find one on every trip that you're on? I randomly just got so into hot springs about seven or eight years ago and I think it's just fun there's so many different types of hot springs and you can have everything from a really developed resort to a total primitive experience where nobody else is there and you're in a two inch little hot water puddle on the side of like a river or something like that and I really just enjoy the variety of experience with hot spring and just learning about them but my favorite hot springs tend to be ones that are a little bit of a hike in maybe like one to two or three miles because it just immediately cuts down on how many people are there just the less convenient it Mm -hmm. is the more private experience you're going to have usually pretty serene there's a lot of riverside hot springs which i think are really fun so you can usually hike into like a a gorge or a river and you have the cold water like kind of flowing next to you and then people have sort of landscaped little rock pools and if it gets a little too warm you can put some fresh river water and mix it in but otherwise you have like this nice riverside soaking experience which i really enjoy bigelow and mccready down in the cascades are kind of like that sounds epic yeah i'm, I'm loving it already so we're going to talk more about hot springs and also kind of shout out some of our favorite places to go after a short break All right, so we are back here talking about hot springs around the state of Oregon and wanting to shout out a couple of places maybe that we can recommend to folks who are out there listening. So Molly, Dana, Jamie, what do we got? And what should folks know before they head out to hit one of these hot springs up? Uh, I can go first to mention one that we haven't mentioned yet so far, which is uh, Crane Hot Springs, formerly known as Crystal Crane Hot Springs. I just stopped there at the beginning of the fall. Um, It's down just outside of Burns. And one of the reasons I like this one so much is because it's not like some of the hot springs we've already mentioned in that it's not rustic and it's not something you have to bucket your own water in. It is a built-up resort. So you have to pay money to be there, but it means you have amenities. There's restrooms, there are cabins you can stay in, different kinds of lodging and a campground, and it's all pretty clean and nice. And they have a nice, really large, they call it a soaking pond, nice large body water as well as private tubs. And some of the uh, lodging, um, the cabins and teepees they rent out also have private tubs in them. So it's just an awesome spot to stay if you want more accommodations and you want more of that kind of luxury feel instead of being out in the woods um, sitting naked in a puddle. 
right, so you, you just you, you just raised okay. something okay. we need to talk about here. I'm feeling judged. <laughs> feeling judged. So I, I want to get to that, but I also want to get to we haven't addressed yet the clothing optional slash what's the deal with going to hot springs? Are you going to have to be naked in front of a bunch of strangers or what can you tell me? No one has to be naked in front of strangers. <laughs> no one's going to make That's you great. be naked. There's no naked required hot springs. No. Um, but many of them are clothing optional. Um, not all of them. I mean, typically now, if you're paying to go there, you need to generally wear a suit, is my understanding. I went to um, Belknap Hot Springs, which is in the Mount Hood National Forest, I believe. And this one is actually kind of developed. They created a, a pool that you go in, you pay, you get like a towel. And then you can be in the pool for, like, X amount of, I think it's two hours. And it's outdoors, but the water's nice and hot, and it's right next to a river. And I wasn't meaning to go there, but I had been winter camping for, like, a week, and I was just frozen to the bone and wet, and I had no swimsuit. I wasn't planning to go, but I just wanted to be in hot water so desperately that I found this place. And I will say that the the nice thing about clothing-optional places is that you can just be out in nature and want to get in some hot water and just like feel Mm -hmm. a little bit of comfort. And you can do that even if you haven't brought the things that you need with you to like go swimming in public in a place where people expect decency. (laughs) Decency expected. Sometimes, I mean, actually a lot of places you pay for are clothing optional as well. The National Forest ones I think you mentioned, like Cougar and Umpqua, I think have signs that they're clothing optional. I was at Cougar two weeks ago and it was definitely mostly clothed, <laughs> mostly people um, who are naked. So whether or not it's officially that or not, it's still part of hot spring culture. So you should anticipate that you might see some naked bodies if you go to a hot spring. I don't know how that started. Like, I'm not sure when culture was like, oh, uh, if you're going to a hot spring, you're going to be naked. But it's just kind of <laughs> part of the experience. Do it if you want to. You don't have to. No one's going to force you to. I've been to so many hot springs, and I've never been, like, hassled or people are just do their own thing. It is, you know, kind of a part of the general experience. But So, Dana, I mean, in, in Oregon, what is one of your favorite hot springs to go to? I, I think the one I just mentioned for an entry point for people is really good. I think Cougar Hot Springs is beautiful. I always like to go to hot springs um, closer to like sunrise, like a little after sunrise. I find they're less busy. I often have the place to myself. Uh, at night, they can kind of get a little bit more rowdy or the people maybe you know are looking for a different experience. And so I usually like to just wake up and go to a hot spring first thing in the morning, soak for a couple hours. But I think Cougars are really beautiful. You can just hike in half a mile or something. And it's a $5 entry fee, I believe. It's on National Forest Land. And they've piped the water to be just like a beautiful cascading set of pools that the top one's the warmest. Then it gets cooler as you go down. And there's a freshwater spring along the side of it that you can do like a little cold plunge if you want to. It's really nice. The Bigelow one was really pretty also near that same area it's along the river and almost set back into like a little cave and you have these like mossy sort of leaves coming down the side and you're it's a small hot spring probably only big enough for three or four people to soak in at once 
but that's a really nice one. Yeah, that one's also called Deer Creek. Oh, right, Deer Creek. It's, is it's, it? Some some hot springs have two names. Okay. Um, Cougar is also known as Terwilliger Hot Springs. Okay. Cool. Bigelow is also known as Deer Creek Hot Springs. Cool. So if you're looking these up on a map, it, it's just good to know. Um, if you see one name, it could mean another. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. There's a really, I mean, also the internet is obviously a great resource. There's a Oregon Soaking website where you can just look at an entire map of the state click on the hot spring it'll describe if it's primitive if it's on public or private land uh what the temperature usually is because sometimes you'll show up at a hot spring and it's way cooler than it was the last Mm -hmm. time you were there so the temperatures aren't always the same they do vacillate yeah and people need to be aware of too of of hot water if water is too hot just don't soak yeah you don't want to end up like that couple in dante's peak I remember the movie Dante's Beat. Yeah. No, but usually reference whenever seen it. <laughs> reference lost on me. Usually, if it's a frequented, like if you found it online, it's a frequented hot spring. It's probably near a soakable temperature. I've usually run into hot springs being a little too cool rather than a little too hot. Did they get boiled alive? Yeah, yeah. The couple in Dante's Peak got boiled alive when the volcano became active. They were soaking <laughs> in a hot spring. And they just didn't really know. It's like, wow, it's really hot in this hot spring. And then I think they just, you know. So, so it it's not really their fault. Well, I mean, it's like that, you know, boiling frogs thing, right? And you're sh- shouting out all these references I don't know anything about right now. We're now boiling frogs? <laughs> yeah, that, that you don't put a frog into boiling water. You put it in the water and then you make it boil. They don't so even it realize it. they're it dying. Exactly. Yeah. This is beyond it's sneaky. Me, but we can continue. That's well, we Jim, we've all gone around and talked about our favorite hot springs. Is there a hot springs that you've been to that you enjoy? I was going to shout out Cougar as well, but alas, we've been there and done that, so I think we can keep rolling. Well, two votes for Cougar. Two votes. Can not I bad. shout out a non-Oregon hot spring, but it is in the peak northwest? Shout it out. Northwest peaks. If you go just outside of Portland to the Boise area, there is <laughs> Boise is just outside of Portland, Dave. <laughs> right, right down the road. Yeah, you know, just a solid what seven, eight hours. Not, not seven hours outside of Oregon. Oh, okay, sure. It is just close. as far as like Medford. Yeah, which is in Alvard, Oregon. The Albert Hot Springs, like seven yeah. hours. Yeah, okay. all right, all right, it's true. We're, you've justified yourself. Anyway, I'm just going <laughs> to say that the best hot spring I've been to in the general Northwest is outside of Boise, and I think it's actually called Naked Hot Springs, and it's like a easy mile hike up, and then you get something that you don't get at a lot of hot springs, which is like beautiful mountain views because you're so high elevation that you're like sitting on a pool that feels like it's at the edge of a cliff and just like looking into the vast distance so if you want to travel east a little bit it's true idaho has like 130 soakable hot springs so if you're looking for casual knowledge really (laughs) no it's cool i'm really fun to hang out with you guys (laughs) um but yeah if you're if you're looking for a little road trip adventure definitely check out washington idaho as well so like if you're just in the general area and you're like i'm gonna take three or four days well, Molly, Dana, thank you so much for talking to us about hot springs. I don't know about you, Jim, but I feel more relaxed already just thinking about hot water yeah, and yeah, relaxing good. in it. And also more knowledgeable. Oh, so yeah. I feel like I'm good to go. I need to go hit some hot springs now. It's like the time of year to do it, right? That's right. Well, well Jim, I know I'm going to probably hit some hot springs this winter, uh, but what is up next for you? That's a good question. I mean, this time of year, I'm really settled in to mostly just doing a lot of skiing. You know, that's kind of my A number one winter activity. But a a couple things that I'm looking forward to, hopefully a bigger ski trip somewhere in the region, not quite sure. Maybe 
British Columbia, maybe up into Washington. Um, I doubt I'll get on a plane, but who knows? Just kind of going to play that by ear, at least at this point. And then just setting my sights on what I'm going to do with the rest of 2020. I know that's kind of, you're a guy who maps out your trips way in advance. And we're, I don't know, maybe we'll get to that in a, a future episode, but I'm just getting excited about, you know, charting out a whole year full of good stuff to do. What do you got going on? I'm in that same boat of charting out the the year ahead. Um, I've got my, my big map. I got my calendar out. And I am just sort of taking a break from doing a lot of adventuring right now and just figuring out where I want to go in 2020. I think it's going to be a good year. It will be a good one. All right, we're going to wrap things up for now. You can subscribe to Peak Northwest wherever you get your podcasts. Watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest. This episode was produced by myself, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Dave Killen. Many thanks, of course, to our guests, Dana Hafferty and Molly Harparger. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.